The Real Health Real Talk podcast is strictly for informational purposes only. Welcome to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. My name is Ebony May. In this podcast, we discuss how you can achieve real health. I share my own experiences and interview some pretty amazing people. Three years ago, I was stuck in a vicious cycle of hating my body, bad dieting and having nowhere to turn. There is no one size fits all approach when it comes to health. So let's find what works for you. My passion and purpose in life is inspiring girls to feel good in and about their bodies. Now, if you're ready for some real talk, sit back and enjoy. Welcome to episode 19 of the Real Health Real Talk podcast. This is an interview with Chrissy Raffia, also known as Her Nourished on Instagram, where Chrissy shares health and lifestyle tips and inspo. Chrissy has a degree in psychology and nutrition, is a mama of three, author, YouTuber, and is about to release another program named Mealtime Success 0 to 12 Months. There are some major value points in this episode. We talk how to stay healthy on a budget, why food should be enjoyable, why you should prioritize your self-care, and so much more. Without further ado, here is my interview with Chrissy Raffia, aka Her Nourished. Chrissy, welcome to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. So for those of the listeners who might not know who you are, could you just give a little brief introduction about who you are and what led you to be where you are today? Absolutely, and I'll try and keep it brief. I have a habit of, like, talking too much. (laughs) I'm Chrissy. Um, So I'm a mama to three. I have a five-year-old, a -a two-and-a-half-year-old, and a a little six-month-old, so very busy. Um, And I also have my own business, so I think that's, like, something I'm super excited and passionate about, um, really in that mealtime space for little ones, so little kiddies, and just helping parents, I guess, navigate that. Um, But I guess to answer your question about how I got to where I am, um, in a brief way as well, (laughs) but basically I think, you know, we all have this idea of what we want to be when we grow up, and for me it was, you know, I really wanted to be a psychiatrist um, until I found out how much study was involved in that um so over time it kind of morphed into perhaps psychology is more you know my realm um but during that time so I did go on to study psychology but during that time um I struggled really like really severely with disordered eating so two eating disorders um you know from early teens to during uni um I think you know I think sometimes you have these experiences and at the time they're horrific and they're tough and they're challenging but when you move forward through time and you're able to reflect back on these times you realize how much you can grow and learn from those experiences and how much they shape who you are today so I think you know I sometimes get asked you know do you wish things were different back then and of course but at the same time I'm just like I'm so grateful that those experiences have led me to where I am today because I'm you know I got to this place where I had children and I'd healed from um you know disordered eating and now I'm just so passionate about helping parents help their kids to establish these really healthy patterns with food these really healthy relationships with food from such a young age Mm -hmm. um to try and help protect them to get to that point and I know we can never predict what's going to happen in the future but I just yeah I think those experiences have really shaped where I am today so yeah fast forward you know over a space of 10 years I completed my degree in psychology I um also went on to study nutrition and specifically early childhood nutrition and yeah now I'm where I am today and I have a really healthy positive relationship with food 
um, that I hope, really hope to not only, I guess, portray onto my children, but also onto others to help them guide their children too. Amazing. And I think those experiences as well, they give you the ability to understand and resonate with other people and then help them through their situations too. So I think that's really, really amazing. I absolutely love your Instagram. I feel like Instagram gets a bit of a bad rap in terms of a lot of people comparing people to other okay. people. But I think that if you search for inspiration and you try and just to strive to inspire other people, then it's a really positive platform. And okay. you're, I find you an extremely inspiring person. I love all of your stories and even the lunchbox ones. I don't have children that okay. I literally watch. I'm like, oh, what's Luke having today? Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, it's funny. Really there's cool. so yes, yeah, so many people have messaged me and said, you know, I don't have kids, but I really love the lunchbox series. So I'm really happy to hear that. And I think, you know, I would eat it too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, because like for university and stuff, I get the best ideas for what I'm going to take for my lunch. So I absolutely love absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I'd love to just dive in and chat food straight away. Something people say to me a lot is that they would love to eat healthily. It's often my college friends, but they can't afford it. What are three tips you have for people who are trying to make healthier choices on a budget? Look, I 110% resonate with the uni lifestyle and not having the money. 100%. I was there for years as well. Like, I, I completely get it. And I think in those instances, you know, there's two things I'd say. And one is like a key phrase I try and repeat over and over again is that you're doing the best you can in the moment you're in with the resources you have available. And sometimes your resources are stretched. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a point where it's really important to think, you know, there's a beautiful lifestyle that you can perhaps strive towards. But if you're doing the best you can in the moment you're in and, you know, you're running short on cash, then that's the best you can do. And um, in those instances, I guess there's three things that I would, you know, come to mind in terms of like saving your money but still eating in a way that is healthy and makes you feel good, especially when you're at uni or if you are, um, you know, have a busy lifestyle where you kind of need the energy to be able to keep up with that as well um number one and this is one that's so simple but so easily overlooked and that's menu plan and I'm not talking like strict menu plan or meal plan as you know I have to eat this this and this um but plan plan your dinners like plan what you want to have for lunch um having a quick like guide for the week before you head to the shops really helps you to focus on what do I actually need not what do I want and how will I somehow magically make this into a meal Mm -hmm. Um, and by doing so it leads into my second tip which would be stick to similar meals for a couple of days I think there's this um, trend and I think it you know like you said about Instagram I think there's so much value to be um, sought from Instagram but also there's moments where you can flick through and go, this person's having, you know, this much van, this much more, and this meal the next day. I, You know, how do I keep up? Mm-hmm. Not only is it exhausting, but it's really expensive as well. And that is certainly something I try to bring into um, the Lunchbox series is you probably notice I use similar fruits and veggies and foods a couple of days in a row to mm-hmm. make sure that it fits in with our budget. So, um, you know, you don't have to have something different every single day. If you get bored, change it up. Obviously, you want to eat a variety of food, but it's okay to stick to similar meals for a couple of days if that keeps your budget down. Um, And then the final thing is, I guess, shopping smart. So if you've got the time, and again, it comes down to the resources available to you, if you Mm -hmm. can shop at a farmer's market or, you know, Aldi has some really great stuff available if you're in Australia and, 
um, for a really affordable price. So shopping around and finding places that have the things you want to buy um, that are cheaper or in bulk or however it is um, definitely help you budget-wise to still eat a healthy, like in a healthy way without killing your budget. Yeah, awesome. I think that's really important to remember as well that like you just have to do the best that you can. And, Absolutely. And giving it a go and trying to eat healthy is better than not trying at all. So, yeah. Absolutely. And look, there's times in your life where things, um, you know, might get really tight and it might be more challenging to stick to like a the ideal of what you want. And that's okay. Like we all go through those periods in our, in our life where we just have to go roll with it um, and get back on track as soon as we can. When I started my like health journey when I was about 17, I, st- I was eating foods that I hated because I thought that that was, mm-hmm. you know, healthy. How important mm-hmm. do you think it is to actually enjoy your food? I think it's so important and I think it comes down to a couple of things more than just the food like I I truly think and I didn't always think this way like I used to think that you had to eat a certain way and you had to be perfect Um, but I think at the end of the day you've got to eat in a way that feels good for you and I think the more you realize that health is holistic um, and that there's so much more than just food the more enjoyable like a healthy lifestyle is and what mm-hmm. I mean by that and this is something that I, I I swear I like to say it every single day if you come across me on social media you've probably heard me say it before but <laughs> I really value like family meals and if you don't have a family around like sitting down with friends or you know going uh, sitting at a cafe and having a coffee together whatever it is like it's the relationships and those moments around food that are so enjoyable and I know from having not a not so great relationship with food that when you're in that space where you're really restrictive or you're not eating, um, you know, freely, it's a really isolating time and it can feel really lonely and you lose out that joy. So I think from those experiences, I appreciate the joy from food so much more. Um, and I'm just like everyone else. Like I love a piece of chocolate at the end of the day every now and then. And I think, you know, when you find joy in food and you're not feeling restricted and you're not feeling, um, you know, bound by these rules or, you know, rules within which you must eat, it does become more enjoyable and you just you stress less about it and you worry less about what you're eating and um, you really just trust your body. Your body knows what to do with the food you eat. What about for people who, I mean, for somebody who's eating rather healthily, you know, at mm-hmm. that time, having a few snacks and, like, making sure they're, you know, eating with loved ones and enjoying the process, that's fine. But what about for people who are currently eating, like, really not nutritious food, but they're really trying to get into a healthier place? Maybe they're, they're really um, addicted to sugary foods and stuff. Mm-hmm. What are some tips for them in the transition, so easing into a healthier option? Absolutely. And I'm going to be really cliche here and say it really is about the lifestyle. Um, I think that the less restrictive you can make it and the more you can focus on those little daily habits, Mm -hmm. the easier it is and the more enjoyable it is as well. Because I think when you go into it thinking you have to overhaul everything and everything you're doing is wrong, it can be really overwhelming and it can make it really tedious and not enjoyable whereas if you go into it thinking you know there's some elements here that I can work with like there's some things that I'm doing really really well um how can I build upon this you know maybe it's just adding like one vegetable in a day um maybe it's this week I go to the shops and I buy something I've never tried before you know I buy a piece of fruit or a vegetable that I've never tried before and I give it a go mm-hmm. but I don't like it that's okay um you know maybe it's 
you know, trying a new food. Maybe it's, um, you know, finding an alternative to a food that you currently enjoy. So say, for example, you enjoy soft drink. Um, maybe it's just finding like a healthier alternative down that soft drink aisle. Um, I think it's all about the journey. Like this, there's always a journey in the way that you approach food. And, um, you know, sometimes it's just those really simple little changes over time. They all add up and, um, you know, there's a quote, I can't remember who it's by, but it's like tiptoe if you must, but just take the step. It doesn't matter how slowly you go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you just keep moving towards that ideal destination of where you want to go. Um, and the other thing I would say is focus on adding rather than taking away because I think the minute you feel as though you're being restricted is the minute you think about it every single moment of every single day. Yeah. Um, so if you love a certain food, Saying you can never have it again probably isn't going to help. But mm-hmm. saying, you know, right now I'm choosing not to have it because it doesn't make me feel good is certainly like a, a more positive approach. And it's, um, you know, psychologically from your brain's perspective is not going to make you crave it um, because, you know, you can have it if you want it. You're just choosing not to. Yeah. That's happened to oh, so many of my friends. They'll be like, okay, on Monday I'm going on this really strict diet. So yeah. Sunday I'm going to eat all of this stuff. And I'm like, oh, gosh, yeah. you're going to miss it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's really, yeah. really good advice. Yeah, and it's easy to get caught up in that restrictive dieting mentality because it's all around us. So I think if anyone's feeling as though they're, um, they're needing to go down that path, it's not your fault. Like I just, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're marketed to in such, you, you know, People spend thousands of dollars and hundreds and thousands, millions of dollars on marketing um, to work out how best to approach this so that we buy their products or we feel like we have to join the next diet. Um, so you're not doing anything wrong. You're just being marketed to. And I think the more we can realize that and be kind to ourselves during the process, um, yeah, the better. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Not alone either. So many of us have done it and still do yeah. it. <laughs> Absolutely. So as you mentioned, you have three beautiful bubs, so Luca, Amelia, and Leo. They are all so cute. Um, I'd love to know how you balance the aspects of health, so with your day-to-day life, so moving your body, eating nutritious foods, and also filling up your own cup and showing self-love. How do you fit all of it in? I don't. (laughs) Um, And I think, you know, if there's any other mums listening or anyone else who's just really busy, I think, you know, there's an... Like I, you know, I have days where things go perfectly and I get everything in that I want to get in. And then there's days where things just don't quite work out as planned. And um, I think when you have those moments or when you have those days, it's just important to remember what is most important today. Like what are the key things I want to get done? Um, you know, what is most important? What do I value the most, basically? Because I think what we value most, we will prioritise. Um, you know, for me, like I said earlier, it's so, so cliche, but the way that we eat really is a lifestyle now. Like, it's almost like I don't think about it. I don't mm-hmm. um, have to consciously put an effort to eat the way that we do um, because it's just a natural part of our day. So it's naturally part of our day that we include vegetables or that we eat fruit or that we, um, you know, eat sit down together as a family at the end of the day. Like, it's just part of our routine. Mm -hmm. Um, There's times where things, like, get caught up or things kind of, um, you know, get a little bit crazy or something might happen, but we still come back to those core values. So I think the more they become habit, the more they become your your lifestyle, the easier it is to do. Mm -hmm. When it comes to self-care, though, I think this is one that everyone 
real age however married like I I aim to ensure that I'm incorporating self-care but it, I don't always do it and I'm definitely the first to say that I'm not, not always perfect with self-care mm-hmm. um and I know I know very quickly when I need to um so I think yeah when you can recognize quickly hang on a second like I'm not taking care of myself I'm too busy taking care of everyone else I need to fit in some self-care time and it might be something as small as you know something I try and do as many times a week as possible is just take a quick walk outside and I call it my sanity walk and I'm not doing it for exercise I'm not doing it for fitness I'm purely doing it to allow myself to take a breath Um, so I think you know if you can incorporate those little moments you know whether it's sitting down with a cup of tea and taking a moment outside or whether it's um I don't know like whatever lights you up whatever makes you feel good whether it's sitting down with a podcast and just having you know 10 minutes to listen whether it's having a shower at the end of the day and just not having anyone like bother you interrupt you turning your phone on silent putting your phone away whatever it is I think you know you know quickly when you need your self-care um or I certainly do anyway (laughs) I know when I've like I've put it to the back burner um yeah and I can tell in my mood and everything so yeah I think you know yeah I'm not perfect I I often forget um or I put myself last sometimes um Mm -hmm. and it's a constant work in process and yeah like I said you're doing the best you can in the moment you're in and sometimes those moments are tough and sometimes they flow so much better yeah and I think it's so nice like how much you share on your stories and your YouTube as well because you you always say that you know it's never always perfect and I think that's really important for people to see Absolutely. And I think, you know, like you said, um, there's, there's the two sides of social media. There's this beautiful uplifting side and then there's a side where you could feel like you're not doing as much or mm-hmm. you're not you're not enough. Um, but, you know, behind, behind the pretty pictures, there's real people living their real life and doing the best they can. And, um, yeah, look, I, I'm certainly not perfect at all. <laughs> well, no one is. So it's, I think it's Absolutely. awesome that you share that. Yeah. Absolutely. So you have released, is it three books now? Um, so I've got two recipe books and I have um, kind of like two programs and one launching on Wednesday, which is really exciting. Oh, cool. So there's the Her Nourished Kids and Nourished in yep. 30 and then the, yep. oh, so the program um, Mealtime Success and then the new yes. one coming out. That's great, yeah. Oh, that is so exciting. Well, firstly, congratulations. Thank you. I'd love to know if you had any self-doubt or fears when doing this. Maybe you can just chat a little bit about how this experience was. Yeah, sure. And yes, 100%. <laughs> um, I think, you know, when you put something, when you are so passionate about something and you put your time, your heart, your soul into something, you're always going to have those self-doubt and fears. Yeah. Um, I look back to even our first book and how much, you know, we're, we're on our third or fourth print run at the moment trying to get um nourished and 30 printed again and the little changes that we've made based on feedback from the community um you know I look back at the first cup and I'm just like we've come so far and at the time you know I still thought it was like the best thing I was putting out there but I think if I was to give anyone a you know a, a little snippet of um you know positive advice mm-hmm. if you want to do something or if you're feeling that self-doubt creep in like just do it because you learn as you go you learn as you grow um yeah and I think the I don't know you could either wait until it's perfect but it's never going to be perfect so you've just got to 
throw it out there, know that you, you know, if you're adding value in some way, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, whether it's just like an Instagram post, um, if you're adding value and you believe in what you're saying or what you're doing, mm-hmm. then do it. <laughs> just do it. Um, and I think, you know, act, act and then wait <laughs> kind of thing, you know. Yeah. I think, I don't know, like I just – there's things that over time, you know, we're launching a third, you know, a third program on Wednesday and we got feedback from the community. Little things like, oh, you know, the text was a little bit more challenging to read that we've really taken on board. And I just think if we hadn't have just taken the leap and done it that first time, we never would have got to that feedback and then we never would have created what we're creating now. So, yeah, like I think self-doubt's there no matter what you do. But I think as long as you know you're providing value and you wholeheartedly believe in what you're doing, then go for it. Mm -hmm. I think that the fact that you ask for feedback is amazing too because there's so many things that I guess fresh eyes would be able to like tell you. Um, Yeah. But there's so many, like so many programs or books, they would never be be like published if those authors and things were like waiting for perfection. So I wholeheartedly Absolutely. agree with that. You just have to sort of do it. Like obviously make sure it's your best work at that time and then... Absolutely. It's like, I can't remember what it was, but I saw a quote or like something floating around a while ago and it was like uh, maybe the Harry Potter series or something like that. It was like, um, oh, maybe it was like a screenplay for a movie, like one of the top blockbuster movies, and they were saying that um, this person was an editor and they were like, if you knew how many spelling mistakes and how many grammatical um, errors there were in these screenplays, you would be like, how does this happen? Yet they go on to be blockbusters. So mm-hmm. I just think, you know, it, it doesn't need to be perfect, just the, the best you can possibly do, um, being passionate about what you're putting out there and then learning as you go and continuously striving to do better and be better. Yeah, exactly. I feel like you would have learned so much just from the ones that you have released, getting feedback each time. You'd be constantly yeah, be improving. Yeah, absolutely. So since I can remember, I have wanted to be a mum. I'm not yet. Um, but my friends always make fun of me that they can't stand children yet, but I'm just obsessed <laughs> since I was really, really young. Um, what would your top mum life tips be? Oh, my top mum life tips. Oh, I think... That's a good question. Um, I don't think anyone's ever asked me that before. <laughs> I would say roll with it. Um, every day is going to be a little bit different. There are so many different challenges. There are so many different moments come up. Um, I would say be open to hearing other people's advice or opinions, but you know, saying thank you and continuing on with what feels good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one thing, you know, when you're a mum, I think a mil- you get a million different pieces of advice. And I think you get this throughout life, regardless of what you do. Everyone has an opinion on how you should do things. But when it comes to children, for some reason, um, the opinions seem amplified. So, yeah, yeah I think take them with a grain of salt. I think hear them. I think people always have something you know, sometimes people have something useful to offer and I've learned so much, you know, during my journey by listening to other people. But I think listen with an open mind but accepting and, and still sticking to what you feel comfortable with, what rides with your values um, and not getting caught up in trying to please other people. And then I think the final thing would be, like, look after yourself. I think it's really easy as a mum to put yourself in the back burner. You're constantly there looking after someone else you're constantly there 
ensuring everyone else's needs are met, that you so often forget about your own and, um, you know, whether it's something as simple as having a, a, a beautiful meal to start your day or whether it's, you know, something that I certainly value was writing a list of the things that, you know, whether it's one thing that I want to achieve for myself that day um, and not forgetting who you are too because I think in motherhood you can get so caught up in, like I said, like making sure your little one's needs are met and that's important, but um, at the same time you want to remember who you are and what lights you up and what, what you find valuable in the world. So, yeah, I think if you can find one thing in the day that you want to achieve for you or whatever it is, one thing you want to achieve and trying to do that every single day, I think it makes the, the journey more enjoyable because when you're, when you're enjoying life, um, it flows onto your kids. A hundred percent. That's beautiful advice. (laughs) Okay. So I have a few quick cues, which, um, you can just like say the first thing that comes to your head. Um, so what is your favorite food? (laughs) It's coming here. Um, um, probably banana. Banana? Yeah. Banana. Love it. What is your dream holiday destination? Oh, I really, really want to go to Hawaii and the US. Oh, nice. Um, what is your must-have kitchen appliance? Oh, I love this question. Um, must-have kitchen appliance would probably be a blender and not a fancy one, a stick blender, like one that you can take the different attachments off. Mm. Um, yes, stick blender. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I feel like there's a lot of value in there. Well, thank you so much. And I just, you know, I said before we got on the call, but thank you so much for putting out what you are because I think, you know, I wish this resource was available, you know, 10 or 15 years ago and I love the topics you're bringing up and um, the, the value that you're adding. I just think it's so beautiful and so helpful for so many. Thank you so, so much. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you liked this episode, feel free to go and leave me a podcast review. Thank you so much for listening. And until the next episode, I wish you happiness and real health.